Hi, I'm the manager. Uh, there's been a delay in your meals. I'm very sorry. Uh, there's been a disturbance in the kitchen, but we're taking care of it. Thanks. Well, what kind of disturbance? A general disturbance. <laughs> what's, what's a general disturbance? Well, let's just say it was a minor hiccup. Well, was it a hiccup or a disturbance? It's such a small disturbance, it might be either one. What, like, was the chef angry or did somebody drop some pots and pans? What, what happened? Let's just say the disturbance happened. Okay, that's a fact. And we're taking care of it. Okay? <laughs> Are you listening to this? Wait a second. I am. How come you won't tell me what the disturbance was? Oh, well, that's a very good question. And I'm on top of it. Well, thank you. I'm glad you thought it was a good question because it was a really atrocious answer. Well, I beg to differ. Let me ask you this question. How in God's name did you get this job? I am great at dealing with these disturbances. Yes, yes. really. I'm asking that because you come off as quite a goofball. I'm going to take that as a compliment. It's not. Delicious meal, by the way. Did I mention that? Oh, gosh, I'm jealous. Is there any question that you will answer? Because you haven't answered one question yet. For example, what color is your tie? Let me just say this. Uh-huh. I am wearing a tie. Yes, you are. What color is it? I believe the tie is self-evident, so the color is there. Okay. Okay, great. All right. Thank you. Recording to you from South Bay Union, Seattle, Washington. This is going to be episode 132 of Chef. How long am I on steak? I'm going to go with, holy crap, I'm back. <laughs> hey. Yes, that is Eric Rivera. He is back. We've been gone for two weeks, though. I haven't recorded in two weeks. Last week, I recorded an episode with my buddy, Chef Applejacks, AJ. Uh, he's a chef down at Westward, but he's doing a pop-up today, so you won't be able to go. He came on to promote it. And I dropped the ball. Honey smacks? I fucked up recording it. Apple Jacks. Uh, Keith is not in studio today. He's Nobody's out here. doing friend, oh uh, friend, family-friendly activities. On today's episode, we're going to learn how to speak properly into a microphone. I'm hung over. Oh, this guy. Uh, I am Bobby Stills. I'm one of the hosts of this podcast about food culture, the restaurant industry, back of the house. We talk shit about front of the house, and we just basically shit on stuff we don't like uh, while, you know, educating some people who may not be in the industry about what goes on behind the scenes at the restaurant uh with me in studio back from puerto rico sir we introduce yourself hi i'm eric <laughs> i do food things um yeah uh sorry with all the weather and snow and time traveling and everything it's good to be back i i th there were people asking me like if i was like leaving the show and <laughs> what's going on and i'm like i don't know unless bobby and keith are tired of me but Possib i'm still here possibly i mean i know that's pretty po possibly yeah i mean it's literally the story of my life i'm tired of you eric i'm like okay <laughs> see you later yeah no i was gonna record an episode with amy uh we went down to portland and ate at a couple uh restaurants that are up for uh some of the some of the award things so we wanted to check them out um it was a good trip then yeah i fucked up the recording last week so that's awesome eric's back how was your trip to puerto rico tell the listeners maybe, maybe there's some chefs out there that might want to do that yeah it was really good i mean we took 
uh, nine guests with us to Puerto Rico. Kind of gave them like a, a me guided, chef guided, something guided tour. Uh, showed them around a bunch of cool places to eat. Uh, made breakfast for them every day, and then dinner every day for them. All the ingredients and preparations and cool things on the island. Uh, specifically, things that they wouldn't see here. With you know some tropical fruits and roots and all these kind of cool tropical little preparations. fruits and roots. Tropical, yeah, that's the name of my uh, new uh, reggaeton band. <laughs> Tropical fruits and roots. So the gay, gay, gay tropical band. That's fine. <laughs> Call it whatever you want. We're killing it. We're hit platinum twice. So what time were you getting up for breakfast? Um, you know, island time, <laughs> nine or ten. You know, a little bit later in the day. That's not bad. I mean, is that what time you're getting up? I'm mean, you're prepping the night before, right? Some of it was. I mean, it wasn't like breakfast is never that elaborate. I can I can usually bang it out in like. 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. But no, it was, it was more about like highlighting ingredients for them and showing them, Hey, this is what a real cool avocado tastes like. Not like this Haas garbage. Yeah, West Coast shit. Shit. I saw you shitting online about the yeah, avocados. It, it's That's crazy. Ingrid brought that up too. To it's me. crazy. It's crazy. Like just the stuff that grows there, you know, on an Island in the Atlantic ocean is very different than the stuff we're getting here. That's told you know, marketed to us to be good, like an avocado, even like we had papaya and all this other crazy stuff, you know, all these fun fruits and things. Mangoes were stellar. It's just very different. You know, everybody over here is really, you know, steadfast on spec. It has to look like this. It has to be like this. And just like, there's so many different sizes of things that I was picking out pretty, and they're all great. Fruits. Yeah. And it was, it was all really good. So, um, it was cool to be able to show them that and then show them kind of like some different areas where it wasn't, you know, a resort. It wasn't showing them the cool badass restaurant that's on fucking TripAdvisor. You yeah. know, not, nothing like that. It was showing them really cool places where the locals go and where people eat. So it's it's pretty fun. We have a couple more of those scheduled. In July, we're going to Kauai and Maui, and in October, Australia. Kauai and Maui. Yeah, we're gonna split the the space up. So now, when you were down in Puerto Rico, did you bring? In, did you you cooked everything by yourself? Yeah, man. All, all, I mean, that's all. pretty normal for yeah for you. Yeah, but you didn't, do you know any chefs down there? Did I you really go to any, don't, any particular restaurants? Did you take them to one of your? No, you know? no. I mean, this was less about going to those places. This was more about showing them highlighting the product. That yeah, I mean, Puerto they Rico they like has to they like the food that I make. So part of it was the control of that, but then showing them, you know, during the day, different restaurants that we can go to and see, but it was more of the casual stuff. It was yeah. more, you know, we went to Lechoneta in the mountains and showed them that and how cool that is. And, you know, a couple of lunch places that are really cool and some walk up like little pastry places and bakeries and all that kind of thing. Essentially, like if you were living on the island, like where would you be eating, you know, on a daily basis rather than going, oh, here's our Testament restaurants and places. And it's not shitting on anyone there by saying that it's just it's a different experience i think you can do that at any time it's harder to go find a place that's accessible that everybody else kind of bites off on and goes yeah that's our place you know? yeah which is cool well that's cool yeah it was fun welcome back hi, hi. i'm here yeah so today on the show, we kind of want to talk about a couple different things. It's not going to be a real long podcast. Uh, well, who knows? Me and Eric can talk forever. But uh, I did want to. I wanted to bring up because I wanted Eric's opinion about this matter, but he didn't want to talk about it. it. Hits close to home with him. But the Cat Cora issue. I talked about it last week, but I fucked up the recording. Cat Cora went into Alinea and demanded that she get a seat, even though there kind of was like a miss step with her reservations and my just general opinion about it is is that um she should know better 
Yeah, I, I, that whole thing, I don't know all the details. And granted, I may know a bit more about yeah. how their system works since yeah. I work there. But even from what was seen in, you know, Nick's post on Medium, uh, I don't know if you guys have read that or even kind of seen how, you know, she projected it on her side and whatever. Look, I, you know, I know, I know Nick, uh, I know Alinea, I know those guys, I know how they operate. And I know that when it comes to something like this, they're not going to take the chance to just say something to say something. It's all very factual and it's it, Nick's when he, he goes for it, he's going to go for hitting home runs. <laughs> yeah. And he's a, he's a straight shooter. He's no bullshit. And a lot of people don't like that approach, but you know what? I, I've learned a lot from that guy. Um, and he's fantastic at what he does and yeah. building business and, and you know, the story of how Alinea came to be and all blah, 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 blah. Right. Fact of the matter is when you have a person that's into industry and they know obviously more than going on than most people. I think everybody feels kind of entitled to be able to want to walk into a restaurant and feel like they're being served or they can get in or whatever. You know, it's, it's kind of doesn't work out like that at Alinea. It's not, they don't take walk-ins, you know, they don't take, <laughs> they're popular. They're sold out every night. You know, what's, it's a really hard. What, uh, now from what I hear with Alinea, I, I uh, wasn't it like back kind of a couple years ago, they had like a two year wait list. Um, so before they moved to tickets, they did have, wait lists, yeah. you know, um, they, they had a system in place that they would set up, uh, you know, a time for reservations to be open and then people would call in and then everything would be sold out in the first yeah. couple minutes, which was kind of crazy. But there was also things that were happening on the other side where people were reserved, not paid and they wouldn't show up. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, that's what I was thinking. Because that's I, an expensive reservation to not make. And for the restaurant, it hits them. You have 25 people ish on staff at that moment and anywhere up to 75 employees yeah. in the building at any given time of the day to serve 80 something guests. And that was at the time it was, you know, 86 guests was where they were before um, the remodel. And it was a very different time. You can see a swing of 10 or 15, 12 people that could show up or not show up. And you're like, shit, you do math on that really quickly. You're talking 15, $20,000. Yeah. And that's crazy. Um, so, you know, when they finally went to tickets, it, it changed the game. It changed the game. And now they're sold out every day. You know, there was nights where they weren't sold out every day. There was times where there were 60 something people, 70 people. And then now they're like, blanked out. No, not, nothing available. The thing about it is, is I, what I didn't realize until kind of, I had, you know, saw this whole fight between them or just whatever tit for tat bullshit. They, you buy, you buy, I mean, it's like tickets are like going to a concert. Yeah. It's, it's like going to an event. Correct. It's it. And if it, you don't go, you still have to pay. Correct. I think it's a, a little bit more evolved than that too. Um, so, you know, the cool thing about that I've, I've always liked about talk is it's the transparency of it. When you are looking for reservations, you can actually see if a reservation is available at that moment in real time. So it's not like a ticket master thing where there's tickets being held back or there's some promoter or there's some radio station or what, there's never like really an yeah. answer of, are you really sold out? Or there's a secondary market or this is all this crazy shit that kind of happens, right? The future, man. You never so, know. So talk doesn't work like that. It's very transparent. You know, the restaurant may decide to hold back a few tables, but that's pretty typical. You know, yeah. there may be two or, you know, a couple tables a night where just in case there's something happening or, you know, an emergency or whatever, or somebody, you know, like a Justin Timberlake walks in, can, you know, where'd you, where'd you pull that one out of? Oh, uh, that happened. <laughs> uh, but you know, th those are the kind of things that are very one in a million type scenarios. And it's not saying any, you know, Justin Timberlake's any more important than anyone else. It just ends up happening sometimes where the stars align and yeah. he can get in. Like I, I've seen them do that for a person that was flying in and just 
dumb luck, you know, and they were like, you know, actually, you know what, we'll get you in. It just kind of happens like that. But it's not like anybody's trying to be a dick and say, no, don't come to the restaurant. Well, yeah. The goal of a restaurant is to have people in your restaurant. Yeah. You know, so, butts in the seats. And, and they're three Michelin star restaurants. So at the top of class of everything and every other award they've won, they've obviously clearly done their job at service. Yeah. You know, they won a James Beard award for that one too. So it's like, they know what they're doing. And, and again, you know, there's a lot of weird stuff that happens with communication and all this other stuff, but you know, look, I use their ticketing system. I, I've used it since day one. See, even, in, even I was the first person that brought that ticketing system here when we were working on it for like the Thompson. Yeah. And it was like, they're f- really their first account. And then, you know, I, Saw some other restaurants here in the city kind of take it off. The first, second one, I had my two seat thing in my apartment. I was on talk. I was like literally selling <laughs> fucking uh, my two seat experience in my house on talk. And it looked really fancy, looked really schmancy. And I, I still use it to this day. I think it's phenomenal. The cool thing about it is the transparency of it. You know, if someone's going to spend X amount of dollars on something, they're going to want an experience of some sort. That's what I provide. That's what they provide. And we do it, you know, they do it at a lot higher level than I do, but I do it at a level where people come in and they're like, holy fucking shit, what is going on here? I'm able to do that because I'm getting the money up front. And I know who to prep for, how to prep for them, what's going on, how many people I have coming in, what's my front side, what's my back side, what's going on tomorrow, how much more I need to market this one event to get where I need to have it be profitable, all of these types of things. Um, Able to use the data for marketing, for sales, for how many more times I can do this one event before I feel like we're not getting the sales we need. All these kinds of things are a factor and that's only because of the ability to sell tickets. So when somebody goes, I can't get a ticket from it, from talk, yeah, they're fucking sold out. You know, there's nothing really that you can do. And if you try to pull the favorite card of, I know chef, well, you know what? I, I'm going to be really honest. If you do know chef, why don't you text you sh- him? Or, or you should know better than because I, I can text him. Yeah. I have his cell phone number. I can text him. I can email him. I can whatever, but you know what I wouldn't do? Ask him for a reservation <laughs> or just show up expecting one. I wouldn't one. show up. I, I know what's going and on. And then wanting, and then they wanted, they wanted the person at the, the host to stop what he was doing, go in the kitchen and get chef. That's the fucking most absurd shit. And I saw some like local chefs going like, oh, if it was my restaurant, I don't understand how he wouldn't walk out. I'm like, you don't even know what the fuck happens there. Yeah. Like you have no idea. So 20 plus course tasting menu on depending on what's going on. The logistics of that alone with a full dining room, I think they do 120 something people now a night, a a front side and a back side, which that's fucking insane. The amount of logistics that that happens and they have people coming in the kitchen. They have people like you could be in the kitchen right now and there's a table set up or there's somebody getting a shake and cocktail or whatever else. And so that's all part of that. So you have 120 something people in a room and then you have a problem case in a hallway that doesn't have a ticket. <laughs> yeah. What are you supposed to do? I don't give a fuck. Stop the show yeah. for other 120 Every, people. That put have, everything down. Yeah. That have tickets that have everything they need that bought that are there experiencing it. And you're supposed to be like, Oh, I'm going to go outside and take care of this. Like, fuck that. That's stupid. That's, that's really stupid. Like, so when you have a problem with Amazon, do you, do you te- <laughs> send a text to Jeff Bezos? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like wh- who the fuck do you think you are at that point? Like you're really on one. If you think that's going to happen, you know, like, Oh yeah, I have a problem. Hey Jeff, uh, she's cat Cora, I'm man. trying to she's watch, I'm trying to watch top gear and it's buffering <laughs> fucks yeah. up homie. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, no, that doesn't happen. That's not okay. It was kind of, you know, they have video of her or whatever. Sure. And I, I'm since this 
story has came out. I, I am okay with saying that we interviewed her. I interviewed her uh, recently. We were trying to get permission from, I mean, we don't actually need permission, but uh, we want to be nice and we wanted to make sure that everything on the podcast was legit and she enjoyed it. And, you know, like it's okay to release. We don't want to put her on blast or anything like that. But uh, I'm just going to say some of the people like she was working with, they were, they were kind of, they were tough to deal with. And, uh, she was very nice. She was very sweet, but it was kind of very, very, uh, bossy, uh, telling us, you know, how things were going to go and, and stuff like that. And, uh, I, uh, I mean, I'm pretty laid back. I didn't really fucking care, but I could definitely see, you know, her, her and her team doing something I think like that. a lot of people who are at a certain level end up having a buffer. Right. And that's usually like a personal assistant or something else like that. And they get to be like the good cop, bad cop for them. That's a cool thing to have. I've seen it happen in many different industries that I've worked in um, where, you know, the president or the CEO of a company or even the owner or the chef has like a personal assistant and they're nice. But then they're their personal assistant. They're like, no, fuck that. Like, we're better than that. And we'll kind of coach them to, to be that way. And then it's oh, it's not. It's not the chef doing it or saying it. It's the person that works for them who's kind of being a little bit tougher. I don't. Again, that's not saying that that's the case with her, but I've seen that happen. I've been contacted by people to make reservations for even my shit, which isn't even fancy or exciting. And I've had people talk to me like that, and I'm like, you know, you're talking to me, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I, I'm literally right. There's no, there's no reservation hostess person here. No, <laughs> you're, I, I, you're literally I'm just texting me yeah. and you're kind of being a dick. So actually I don't want you to come. The fact of the matter is, is that, you know, they put her assistant slash sous chef on blast. And I, I you know, I, I met this young lady, uh, Victoria, uh, she was very nice, very sweet, but I just feel bad because I think it's probably gonna, you know, sh- it's going to go down on her, on her shoulders. Like it was her fault fucking up the reservations. And it was, her fault yeah you know they had reservations she missed her reservation yeah and that's it there's yeah. nothing you can do and about it's, it if you've ever used talk um it's it's instant you can book right now with one button and you get it you get an email in two seconds it's kind of crazy um and it's clear as day i've had people i've had people come in on the wrong day and go hey you know i'm here and i'm here for this one dinner it's uh and i'm like that's actually next week i would love to do something for you right now but that that dinner that you actually paid for is a completely different concept if that makes sense yeah so i had some wrong day okay so i had somebody a couple weeks ago come in for the 1950s seattle menu um we were doing puerto rican food i was like i fucking would love to on the cuff off the cuff do this for you but I don't think that's what you wanted. Right. And I'm really sorry. And if you want to sit for Puerto Rican food, I'd be more than happy to do that for you. What do you want to do? <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, Cause I, I feel like a shithead at that moment. Cause I know even our site, nothing you can do. It's really it, kind of confusing yeah. anyway, yeah. Uh, on purpose, um, but <laughs> on, on, purpose. on purpose, but you know, at the same time I want to be somewhat hospitable, you know, but also go, Hey, when you do come back in a couple of weeks for that dinner, it's going to be fucking cool. You know? Okay. Okay. So that's out of the way. Yay. Um, Venting. Don't. Yeah. No, I'm just don't, kidding. Don't. Well, I'm just saying, don't, you know, I, you got to understand what people don't understand. Everybody that listens to the podcast, it's in the industry. A lot of, most of us are back of the house. So we don't have to deal with the front side, right. you know, the, the front of the house. And as much as we shit on front of the house and stuff like that, they're part of the, the, the gears that, you know, 
make the machine work. And it, it's a buffer in between. We said buffer way too many times. Yeah, it's fine. I get excited. Um, you know, they, right. I pause talking. We put a, I'm buffering. We put a wall. We put a wall <laughs> up in between us so we don't have to deal with the customers. But customers can be a real fucking pain in the ass. Yeah, I, I would just say Pleasing kind of people everybody is, on a level, the last I want everybody to kind of put this in the back of your mind the next time you do anything. Stop trying to position someone else as your way in. <laughs> oh, I know this guy. But if I text so-and-so and I know a guy, look, that shit, does, that's, it's not okay. I do that shit all there's the people time. <laughs> that are, there's people that are literally going to jail for that, for college yeah. shit they're pu- trying yeah. to pull. Like, oh, fuck. I'm, I know this guy and this is my person or, yeah. I, you know, I've spent blah, 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 blah. You either have or you haven't. And knowing that person might even cause more bullshit for them. Exactly. So just chill the fuck out. Yeah. You, you go know, in there and say somebody's name. Cross your T's, dot yeah. your I's, make sure you have a reservation, make sure you're paid up. Look at the date again, put it in your fucking calendar, have somebody else put it in their calendar that's in the party so you're both synced up and you're ready to go. You know, don't just be like, well, now I've, I've, I'm a clusterfuck, so now I need somebody else to fix my fucking problems because I don't know. No, 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 no. They just take a step, take a breath, and go, you know what? This one's on me. I don't know anybody except for myself that made this mistake, and I should take ownership of that shit. When I go out somewhere and I know a chef owner or you know a sous or maybe the GM or something like that, I feel like I get treated differently. You know, and one of my opinions when I worked in the restaurants uh, was that you know that 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 term like this guest is VIP. You know, and that doesn't really change my perception of how I'm going to cook or how I'm going to plate something or yeah. anything like that because I think every single plate should be. For VIP? I think that's a separate subject. Um, I get real feisty about this one. Why? But I do. There's fucking VIPs. Yeah, there, but, there are VIPs. But what does that change? There, it changes everything. <laughs> it changes fucking everything, dude. I, you know what? That's a thing that I, I've, I've literally fought with like people here in Seattle about like cooks and people in the industry here because everybody wants to play, say exactly what you just said. Everybody's VIP. And I'm like, no, the fuck they're not. I have guests that have come in more than 50 times. That's a, that's a, that's a fucking VIP. Yeah. Uh, my mom walks in the restaurant. That's a fucking VIP. I know, but there's no, 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 no. I'm, I'm giving you stages of how the VIP system works. I have a new guest I've never seen in my life that's sitting down for dinner. Guess what? They're VIP. That doesn't mean that every single person gets all the stops all the time because uh, honestly, I'm just kind of one person, but we're flagging everybody nonstop. There's a lot of information that's going on. I know where they work. I know where they're doing and how many times they've been in. I know their allergies, aversion, dietary restrictions, the whole deal. I know how to communicate with them. I remember what I made them last time. I remember what they liked, what they didn't like. We have the communication back and forth. We're talking about the next three things that they've booked. There are people that are in the dining room going, how come he's not giving us that much attention? Yeah. VIP. Right? It sucks. I can't do that for everyone. Yes. But clearly, clearly, I, and I'm very transparent with it when I'm like, well, I, I will literally go to a table and be like, that is so-and-so and they've been here 50 fucking times. And they're like, oh my God, people do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we actually have a club. They're called Auto Rewards Members and they get special access. And How they is get, that going? It's fucking great. You started that, Dude, right? Dude, it's fucking great. And so people, there is a VIP. There is a person that, so if you're in a restaurant on a lower level, a line cook, like you were just saying, yeah. I'm a line cook. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I guarantee that a GM and a chef of the restaurant are treating is flipping the fuck out because yeah. so-and-so investor is here. So-and-so food writer or whatever, or whatever is here. I, I, I can flag all the food writers in the city 
easily. When they come in, holy shit. I know. I know what to do. I know what to do. And it's literally throw everything at them. And they're they're literally trying to tell me to stop. And they're like, Eric, stop. You don't need to give us all the stuff. And I'm like, I don't care. It's not because you're a food writer. It's not because you're anything else. It's not because of anything else. I just have this ingrained into me like you're cool as shit. Yeah. I'm a big fan of your work because I am and I like that stuff and I'm a dipshit. You know, I can't write for shit. So I'm appreciative of what you do. And additionally, it's not like pay for play type thing. These people are coming in and you know what? Nine times out of 10, they'd said really nice stuff about me. So it's like me thanking them and saying, wow, you're, you're fucking great. Right. They get extra. St- it just happens. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I agree in some cases that there are VIPs, right. but it, I just don't think it should change the way you cook. It, it, doesn't it doesn't you know it doesn't it doesn't there, there's an extra little maybe like, pick them out the best looking steak i mean you know i mean i cut them all nice yeah um like, <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. i'm not cutting yeah. like one like a fucking yeah. dickhead with my eyes closed <laughs> like, i'm gonna try this one with my left hand no i mean look i i, I we're this is a different thing yes, right? yes i'm yes, not yes. i'm not going in and going like yeah the oxidized fucking avocado i didn't ever had oxidized avocado anyway i use ascorbic <laughs> acid in that shit so it doesn't turn <laughs> fuck you um there's things <laughs> that i on a control level all the basic kind of stuff is already sorted yeah so i'm not looking for the the bottom barrel piece of fish that's not the thing it's if you don't like the writer maybe it, no <laughs> that's not it either I, i'm also not playing that fucking game yeah. because i'm like these people already fucking fuck paid yeah. no 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 they already paid their price of admission yeah. it's very different and then if it's somebody who's just walking off the street and they're trying to start some shit, yeah. then that's a, you know, that's a, a quick, easy thing. But look, if we're doing the VIP thing and, you know, or called them soigné, um, <laughs> which I like to call them, um, then it's a very different, it's a very different show. Yeah. It's a very different show. You know, you can even get away with, oh, this VIP person or this new person or whatever else. I can't tell you how many, how fucking easy it is to wow somebody by giving them a kitchen tour. <laughs> yeah. It's right. the craziest thing. They get to watch somebody saute something. They're like, I feel special. I think it's the craziest thing. But when I was up and coming in this industry, I was wanting to see kitchen tours. I love seeing it's, kitchens. I've never been. In it's before. one of the coolest and easiest ways to wow a guest. You want to wow this person that's cool, that's a VIP that you've never seen or you have seen or they're looking like they're into it. You know, yeah, I can always tell like the guests who are into it because they're like looking around and taking yeah. pictures of shit and they're like, wow, they're talking, they're super excited, they're showing the picture of their friend or you're in the restaurant and you see their shit pop up on your Instagram. Tagged. Tagged. I'm walking over to them and I'm like, come here, I'm going to show you the kitchen. They're like, what? <laughs> that's being adaptive and that's being like, I got to give the, I got to give him something extra. I got to, I got to, I got to go. You know, we got to go. I just like kitchen design too. Yes. I really like seeing the way people set up their kitchen, what works best for their kitchen functioning. Chaos. The way it is. Yeah, exactly. Chaos. What's like, well, sometimes you're like, why, why do they have it over there? And you can ask them and they'll say, you know, and they'll give you the reason why. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Speaking of design. Yes. We're going to move on. Two different things. Uh, I want to say congratulations to Canalys. They won the 2019 Design Icon Award. Uh, I must say that's That's great. It's a very pretty pretty restaurant. The foresight to design that building to look like that. Yeah. It'll look like that forever and it'll still be one of the things we're like, holy shit, it's beautiful. It is gorgeous. (laughs) You can't, you can't lose on that. It's, it's really cool. Well, it uh, was uh, designed and uh, built in uh, 1950, uh, designed by Roland Terry. So I guess yeah. maybe he's the one that should be winning the award. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Canlis, he's not Canlis, alive. Can, I, know. I know. But Canlis owns the building and the property. Correct. Yeah. So it's there. So it will be there. Hopefully That's good forever. for them. Hopefully forever. Good. So yeah, congratulations. Uh, I wish you weren't so expensive in your 
food was a little bit better, but oh Jesus Christ, uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, there's some people in town. Yeah. I was just talking to somebody. I won't call call any names or anything like that, but there's a shit ton of my friends who have never been to Candlest yeah. and don't really want to go to Candlest. Why is that? Is uh, it the jacket thing? Well, it, it's, they, do they I, feel like it's well, like people in Seattle, everybody out there, you know, kind of like Portlandia or whatever like that, you know, people think they're too cool for school and stuff like that, but they feel like it's too, too hoity nice. Toity. Yeah. Too hoity toity. And sure. Like, I won't feel cold. I want to be able to go in there and wear my fuck Trump shirt. You know, I don't want to have to wear a jacket, you know, yeah, yada, I, yada, yada. They just, you know, they're just like, I, I can get really, really good food at some more places that are casual, right. but I definitely think everybody should go can to Candlest at least once. Okay. I have a buddy, Scott. He works What's at Monarch. Up, Scott? He's, he's my best friend. And so he loves Candlest a lot. He likes the way it feels. It does feel good. So he's like, I like the room. I like What's their attention to detail. For? I like, you know, when they had the piano player, he was playing like subtle hip hop. Um, they take care of him. They know who he is. You know, they, they, all the checklists up and down. He likes it. Will he say that there's better food at certain places? Sure. Will he say there's better drinks at some places? Probably. I would, I would say that he makes the best drinks in Seattle, uh, which he does. But it's he the, packaged up all the way together. That is a place that f- you will not be able to change it out of his mind. That is the coolest place that he likes <laughs> to hang out at. And if he's going to do, do something special, uh, it's very congratulations sexy. to him and uh, Lizzie, who just got engaged. Um, but they will go out and they love it. Yeah, I don't get it. It's not my thing. I mean, look at you've me. been though, right? Yeah, yeah. been a few times. Yeah. And and I've I've got it. I'm like, okay, cool. Like this is this is a cool restaurant. Like feel, I, I can, it makes you feel it makes I, you feel upper upper class. I understand why people like it. Yes, I understand what they're doing and why it's cool and how they've packaged it up. And I think it's fucking rad. I mean, to be around that long and it's to still cool. ring true and to still have every single night sold out essentially. Yeah. And to have people just throw endless money at them. Hey man, that's like a, that should win an award by itself. I mean, that's a long standing fine dining restaurant. We're, I, I can't even think of that many other fine dining restaurants that have, been, that that have that been around that long and are still clicking it. So good for them. Um, yeah. And so since we're speaking about design, I, you know, since they're winning the award, um, I came across an article a couple weeks ago. It, the name of the article is for larger customers. Eating out is still a daunting experience. It's in the New York times. It is written by a woman named, uh, Kim Severson. And, uh, she's a great writer. So basically, uh, speaking of Portland, we just mentioned Portland. Uh, there's a diner named Rebecca Alexander's uh, who said she had one of the worst experiences of her life. And that's one of her most of her worst experiences of her lifetime are going out to eat with people. And it's because she's of the larger size. And what this brought up and struck me in the, the back of the head is I've never, ever fucking considered what it must be like being an obese person and trying to go to a fancy, like a nice restaurant. Uh, it's not even, okay. So don't even think nice restaurant yet. Any restaurant. No, no, no. Let me, let's just go on a local level first, <laughs> because my first, the first thing I thought out. of when you, when you showed me this article today, 13 coins, the booths yeah. and the seats yes. at the counter, they are not. No. Okay. No. Um, but people expected that from them as being like, oh, this is our iconic seats and there's are well, you know, these are all the things they've always yeah, done. They I've took it with them. Before. Correct. Yeah. Well, they got, they got new ones. I mean, yeah. and it's a, it's a cool space. I look at stuff like that. I also, 
have experienced in restaurants and, and building restaurants, you know, when I helped a group here yeah, yeah, yeah. open a shit ton of them, the ideas of the restaurant inside the space were led by a designer. And this designer had never designed a restaurant before. And so there's actually like a book of design things. I forgot the name of the book, but I remember, man, I had this person that showed me the book and I'm like, holy shit, blew my mind. Like standards of where people should sit, how far they should be from the table. It's like a basically like a standards of design book. And this one was restaurant based. So it should be how many inches the table should be. How back. Yeah. It's fucking, it's a really fucking cool book. I I mean, I'm slipping off the top top of my head of what it is. And I go, well, this is the difference between a designer, an architect and someone who's actually going to put it all the fuck together yeah. because a designer on, he, he was very amateur hour. Uh, I, I, people, I mean, he's not even a fucking designer. This guy like probably like looked at YouTube and said, I'm a designer now. <laughs> he's a piece of shit too. I hate him. But anyway, he made these booths that were really tight and really small. And when you'd sit like the table's just too high and the yeah. backs are way too short. We had someone who wasn't even, I would say like large, and they couldn't even fit in them. And the restaurant was like ready to open. And I'm like, what the fuck are you guys going to do? Like, what are we supposed to do here? The bent, the uh, bar stools were bolted into the ground, like all these things. And I'm like, what the fuck happened? How did this fucking happen? Well, it looked nice on design. It looked nice through CAD pictures and all this other shit. And so everybody was like, wow, that looks great. And wow, Instagram. And it's going to be so cool. But nobody considered actual it's not diners fun- it's not functioning nobody decided the functionality actually, yeah of it nobody is. said hey what's what's our diner who's our diner who's sitting here yeah. hey you sit here in this seat before this person sits there there was just an article a couple of days ago about like the worst restaurant chair and it's that metal <laughs> one yeah. that everybody fucking yeah. has i mean my it's restaurant has so them but it came with the space so yeah and i and I, I fucking hate them um and i'm looking at replacements <laughs> but they're expensive yeah. but look can't position people that way anymore. I, I'm sorry. I'm just like the banquette seating with the table that doesn't move and the, you know, bar seatings of bar stools and all this stuff. There's people different shapes, sizes, needs, wants a, a person that's a little bit shorter. How, how hard is that bar counter to get to, yeah. you know, and then you're expecting him to be at that and you don't have any other options. And it's like, you know, I, I think a lot of that just stems from design and somebody going, I want this space to look like this. And I'm like, but what about the fucking people that are in dinner that need to eat it? It's yeah. So, well, I mean, there's so there's that pressure nowadays to be like Instagram ready. Yeah. You want your restaurant to look good first. Right. I, I, I read a thing yesterday about the people who are taking over by the pound yeah. And they talked about how they want their menu to be like Asian, but not Asian, but then sort of Asian. And I'm like, <laughs> you're fucking stupid. And so that was fucking stupid. Asian, sort but not Asian, but not Asian. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. That, that was the first thing I caught from that one. The second thing was, uh, well, we want it to be like a cool place that looks cool on Instagram. And I'm like, you're uh, fucking, you're fucking idiot. I cannot wait for you fuckers to close. Cause in five or six months, if I have my shit together, I want that space. It's a fucking dope space. It's a dope space. But anyway, not to talk shit, but I am talking shit. That drive for like looking cool as a restaurant space. I don't understand it. You do want your restaurant to look cool. Though. I don't. You do. I don't. You do stuff to make your restaurant. I do look it to cool. make it because I have to make it that way <laughs> because I'm not going to spend $200,000 right now on making it look fucking cool or bringing in like taxidermied heads or all these, you know, like all these fucking things. I'd rather spend the money on the product. food right now and the product to make it to make people know that we do good food. And then over time we can add those little odds and ends pieces. Um, but to open 
if I would have reconcepted that restaurant the way I wanted to, we'd have been closed for six to eight months. I don't, yeah. I don't have that like 0%. So then it's like, are people going to be, are we going to be up for design board anytime soon? Fuck no. Are we going to be up for an award where like people go, God damn it. There's those chairs that somebody else wrote about. <laughs> yeah. We're on that list. You know, am I going to be on, uh, you know, on the thing where, you know, some of our seats are, are shitty to sit at. Yes. But we have 50 of seats and we'd more be happy to put you in somewhere where you're comfortable. And we, we do do that. I mean, but am I sitting here going like we're going to change it all to banquettes and put these like antiquated seats where people can't fit? Yeah. Fuck no. Also, yeah, uh, the thing I like about your space is it's it's open. It is open. Um, and we so do you have, yeah, you have options. Yeah. The problem is, is like in what I found about this, found about this article rings true. A lot of times is uh, when you go into a restaurant, they're just trying to pack too many people. They in are. There. They are. Um, they're trying to squeeze as many people in there as they can to, you know, you know, optimize the space that they have yeah. to make more money, but it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, you can't even have it's first of all, it's fucking loud as shit. Because it's a small space and there's right. everybody in there talking and then they got music in the background and then you can't, you feel like you're sitting at a table with somebody else right. who's right next to you. I was in New York probably, I don't know, this. I think this is like six years ago, five, six years ago. I went to the Spotted Pig. I had no idea any of these fucking people were doing any of this stuff, like Mario Batali yeah. and all that crazy weird room. <laughs> I had zero clue. I just knew that it was a- You a, didn't go up there? A, dude, I don't know. I'm not fucking- He's like, come upstairs. No, I, did, I don't know any of those people. Um, <laughs> I, I met a couple of them, and I was like, these fucking weirdos. Make it, but clear. Give, anyway, make it clear. Yeah, I don't know. But I went, and it was like three stories- or two or three stories or something like that. And it was, it was weird. It was like asses to elbows and people were like jockeying for position and all this other stuff. And I was like, why would anybody do this for like burgers and shucked oysters and shit like this and just beer? And it's like, why would anybody like want to dine like this? Like, I understand they make good food, but like, why the fuck would you want to yeah. do this? I, it never, it never made sense to me. Yeah. That's like one of those restaurants that stuck out to me that I didn't understand why you would pay that much money to be so uncomfortable. <laughs> You know what I mean? If that's the case, then I'll just sit outside in an alleyway and eat my burger and be like, I'm, I'm more comfortable. Well, that's, I mean, this, this woman in this article, I mean, she started like a, she started like a website or a, an app, I yeah, think. That's and good. she said, and I never, but I, I just never thought about this. And I want people to really think about that is that, um, this, the way you felt in the spotted pig is like, they have anxiety about going out to eat yeah. at restaurants because they don't know what to expect. That's, I, that's terrible. And, you know? and it's, it sucks, man. It sucks having to be, I'm not, I don't know. I mean, lose some motherfucking I, weight. No, come on. It, it's not, <laughs> I'm even, not fat shaming, man. I'm fat. I, look, you've been working out. So now you're, you're a little bit, you know, a little bit leaner. So don't be a dick. Dude, don't. don't remember your roots. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, They're made of fat. No, I'm just giving you a hard time. Yeah. Um, but look, it's it's like you the the job of a fucking restaurant, the job of a space exactly. is to be hospitable. Exactly. And look, you may not have everything in your restaurant or everything that you need, but if you keep having this problem, or if you have guests that aren't coming, and you're like this fucking space, you gotta like ask yourself sometimes, like, how come I don't get like A B C D E F G types of guests? What am I not doing? How am I not reaching out to them? You know, is a full dining room enough? You know, and how, how long is that going to be enough before you go, okay, we've you know, kind of beat that, that horse so many times that now our guests don't give a shit anymore. There's always something that you have to be thinking about in a restaurant when you own it. And I, I mean, I freak fucking freaks me out. I have so much white hair now. It's crazy, <laughs> but that's the kind of shit you have to think about. You have to think about stuff like that. You have to think about, you know, people with mobility issues. Yeah. You know, the fucking weirdest shit about the restaurant that I have now, they have that wheelchair elevator. Mm. You know what the problem fucking is? You don't have a key. Out of the fucking key. 
<laughs> the people that had the place before me never had the fucking key. Like so it's got this thing, and I've got this non-key for it. Dude, it's embarrassing when people come in, and I don't have the key. And they need to use it. <laughs> yeah. They actually yeah. need to use it. And yeah. I'm like, I know this is really stupid. Oh, I feel like a God, dickhead. Eric. But this is like the worst scenario possible this is like the most curb your enthusiasm Larry yeah. David shit that's happening to me right now <laughs> I know that we have this elevator for you to use but we don't have a key and then I blast out to the yeah so fucking stupid and I'm, I'm searching for the key I'm trying to get it I'm working on it but it yeah. still doesn't change the fact that there's somebody that's inconvenienced by it yeah. I'm not doing it on purpose you know, for me to go, oh, yeah, I see this person coming all the time and Hi, I stole the key from you. <laughs> There's a difference. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just fucking well, pay attention. I mean, I think that you want the thing about it. So another another thing that I thought when I was reading this article and I don't like to think this way, but I, I feel like, um, you know, some of these restaurants, these trendier restaurants, I don't think they want to be all inclusive. They don't. I don't think that they want unpretty people there. Yeah. I don't think that, you know, I think that they, they are going for, uh, you know, making their restaurant look cool. Yeah. Um, Having and the so cool people. they don't want, yeah. And they don't want the, the bigger seats. They don't want big people in there. Yeah. I don't know, you man. Know? I mean, I've never had anybody, I've never heard of anybody saying like, I don't want larger people in uh, here. There's some restaurants around town that you, I mean, I, they, you know, people give them the eye. I mean, I'm not going to say any fucking names of people, but I have heard owners of restaurants. They don't hire people for front of the house. Who oh, don't they think that's different. Look good. Yeah. And they said that, and no, they said they think that that will attract other people that don't look oh, good really? to come to the restaurant. That's crazy. So, you know, say you want to show them what type of people you want to be there. Yeah. And that's the people you put out front. Was it Joey's? No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, then we're gonna end the show on that. Um, yeah, just think about you know I I, I I was kind of embarrassed that I didn't I never thought about yeah that, you know I, look it, it's not just it's not just that issue it's if you have a restaurant that's open and you want to be successful you need to have your head on a fucking swivel for everyone right and that's that's the the biggest part of it it's like you need to start thinking about who who your diner is. And how you can get them to your restaurant. And if you're not thinking about that, then pack it all up and close the door. Yeah, most definitely. Um, if you would like to contact, we are, yeah, if you want to contact us online, uh, it's going to be uh, Grill How Long Steak Mr. on Instagram. On Tinder. And on Tinder. <laughs> Grill How Long Steak Mr. on Tinder. On Tinder. It rhymes. We're, yeah, me and Eric are going to talk about trying to change the name of this show. Yeah. Because uh, everybody is complains about well, how long it is. Well, not just how long it is, but the how. I was giving you a segue the f- there. What the fuck? I was giving means. you a segue oh, there. God. God. I missed it. I know. I missed it. If you want to email us and complain, or compliment or, or names or, or possible names yeah or the, possible names for the podcast yeah uh, that doesn't require 20 letters to know, type right? in people are like what what yeah. the fuck is it uh, it's gonna be grow how long take mister at gmail.com um, if you want to get at me it's gonna be at Bobby Stills on all platforms that's your Twitter your Facebooks and Sweet. your uh, Playstations and all that stuff Eric how can I get a hold of you um, Instagram Eric Rivera Cooks the same one for Twitter Auto Seattle ADDO Seattle you can email me too Eric Rivera Cooks at gmail go by the restaurant yeah or just, just stop walk, on by don't walk in you're gonna need a ticket yeah, you, need a, you need a fucking <laughs> ticket I got you on camera 
if you want to get out, uh, get it keep, it's going to be at Beats Noise Light. Uh, yeah, I was hoping he was going to be in the show. He wanted to talk about all the fucking sweet food he ate in Austin. That I know. Little, a little fatty. Yeah. Speaking of, speaking of oh fat Oh, my God. People. What a d- You're such a dick. <laughs> uh, shout out to all my big peoples out there. Is that why you just bolted his chair down so he can't yeah. fit it there next time? You're such a dick. Oh, my God. I posted one picture online, and oh, people had some flames for what? it. What happened? He just looked. He was big. Oh, you're. S- it wasn't on purpose. I, they were just like, that's not a flattering picture. Did you take it from, like, down going up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like this. <laughs> that was fucking terrible. Yeah, I want to thank Studio 212 for allowing us to record here. I want to thank the Soundcasting Network for hosting our podcast. And, uh, yeah, check out some other shows on there. How to Be a Better Drinker is about booze. Casey Carter does, uh, I want to say congratulations to her. I think I can say it, but no, I should probably shouldn't say it. So mm. I don't know if it's public yet. Mystery but, uh, prizes. Uh, the Glow Up Cast. It's about entrepreneurship and starting your own businesses and making a, you know, making a name for yourself in the game. Yeah. So until next week, Eric, say bye. Bye. Grill. How long steak, Mister? Five minutes out. Eat a dick, bitch. <laughs>